0: Welcome to another edition of the PHNX d podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla. Of course, I am your mayor of Salad and Go. This guy over here is my <laughs> vice mayor of Salad and Go, the one and only Thunder, uh, thunder Chicken Ranch <laughs> Salad, uh, Jesse Friedman.
1: Hey now, I get to be the mayor of Salad and Go, right? No. You, there's no way. How, do you, about how do you get to be the mayor? And I'm the vice mayor. No, yeah, You're bad-mouthing yeah, no. of yesterday Here's and saying my takes are ridiculous about First, the best
0: fast food joint in Arizona. This show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use our code of PHNX, and get yourself all sorts of fun things that we'll talk about later. Of course, it's America's top-rated sportsbook app. Now I want to talk to you guys. I'm not going to yell at Jesse. I might yell at you guys. For enabling Jesse. Isaiah's okay. dad loves Salad and Go. Uh, here's the Tyler thing. says you shouldn't yell at me. No, 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 there's no question. There was never a question about whether or not Salad and Go was a top-shelf, top-notch. Fast food place. That's not in question. We can agree on that, as Jesse thinks he exposed in an old tweet of mine. Oh, from I like absolutely two exposed. Months You're just like, like circling back now no, because he realized you realized he tweeted this out like a month thing. ago. The <laughs> question that we were asked yesterday was which fast food place would we take Salvatore Lavallo to in order to impress him? And here are my reasons why this guy and all of you that have supported him are absolutely <laughs> wrong. Salvatore Lavallo. He is the son of a man, Jesse, a man who produced and was the casting director for the iconic country sketch show, Hee Haw. I don't know if you know that. That is dad. Know that his no. dad. Well, yes, yes. And so here's the thing. He even wrote a book about it. Uh, there's there's some country roots, even though he's Italian, right? Like those two things right there disqualify him immediately from ever even considering a salad to be a meal. But on top of that, Jesse Friedman, (laughs) one time, Tori Lovallo ate a 30-year-old piece of bubble gum from 1991. A 30-year-old piece of bubble gum that he chewed and swallowed. Do you think that's the kind of man that's gonna enjoy sitting in a 2008 RAV4 to eat a salad with this interior inside? (laughs) Look at the interior of this car. You wanna sit inside this car? We're gonna sit inside of this car. We're gonna sit and look at that. By the way, I want you all to notice that Jesse said he'd plug into the aux cord, thus thus admitting his car doesn't even have Bluetooth. What in the hell are we doing here? this is incredible to me that you would support him for the question. Here's the thing: understand the assignment. I am not ever gonna badmouth salad and go. And I feel like that is what you guys have pulled me into that. Their $9.99 deal, where you can get breakfast and lunch with a drink, is one of the best deals out there. And they don't even advertise with us. I'm just giving this information <laughs> away for free. But here is the thing: that was not the question. The question is. Where are you taking Tori Lavolo to impress him? And I am taking Tori Lavolo to some place where he can not only get himself a Machaca Burro, but he can follow it up with as many street tacos as he want after that. And there's a free bar where he can have his unlimited salsa, Jesse. My God, I can't believe I have to even it. I didn't feel like I had to give an uh, efficient explanation yesterday. Mm. But now I think uh, from all of your responses, you've warranted this. So um, I hope you're happy. I guess have you ever been? Question.
1: Have you ever been inside of a filiberto's, Derek?
0: Jesse, I go inside of filiberto's all the time. To- I mean, uh, it's not
1: the nicest interior. Oh don't my god! You. Are, Are you really just looking at the interior? At least they have an interior. interior, right?
0: Thank you, thank you,
1: thank you. My car's interior is way nicer oh, than the, the of here. interior. Get out you're, of here. you're telling me that if you go inside of a filiberto's and and you sit down somewhere. Uh, pull up, pull up the seats in my car again. This is Come on now. This is these, these seats
0: are way are more comfortable. Are we seriously looking at the interior again? See, I don't. Even oh, here I amount inter- of time. yeah. So this is the problem. Is now we're like, see, this is this is this is, this is more time than I want to spend in your car. Is I guess is the point that I'm making here. Well, you've never sat in my car, Derek, and
1: now you may never. It may never happen because my car's interior is just at another level, Derek. You know, and I don't know. know if you'll ever make it inside of do there. Do you know who I blame? Who do you blame? I blame the Dodgers.
0: For, oh, that's for fair. this rift between us. That's look, fair. At, look at how angry we are at each other. And this is all because the Dodgers have just made us so mad. It's hell week in L.A. And Merrill Kelly still cannot figure out those damn Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, yesterday he went six innings, eight hits, five earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts, which wasn't bad. He also yeah. won me a lot of money. Um, but more importantly, Merrill Kelly's still giving up a lot of runs. Uh, still winless in his career against the Los Angeles Dodgers.
1: Yeah, Merrill Kelly I think in his career against the Dodgers has given up like 22 runs in 24 innings something like that I want to say. I think that I think that's just this season actually. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if you, if you take out all of his innings against the Dodgers and just like, look at everything else he's done this year, he would have like a 2.38 ERA or something like that.
0: And it's not just this year. It's his entire career. Yeah, No, Jesse. it is his entire uh, career. Uh, the 304 yeah. batting average, uh, opponent batting average the Dodgers have against him is the worst versus any team that he has with one, more than one start. I think he has like yeah. a, one start against the Orioles where they have like a 533 batting average off of him, which is just sounds crazy, but. Also, uh, 11 home runs allowed, most, again, most versus any opponent. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, he has one more home run allowed to the entire American League uh, than he does to uh, the Dodgers. 11 to yeah. the Dodgers, 12 to interleague play. So uh, just has not had a lot of luck against the Dodgers. And I think last night, uh, I, I don't know, I don't feel like we saw him get frustrated, but I think, like, you know, there was a look on his face that is almost you know, perplexed as to what the hell are you going to do against this yeah. lineup, you know? He said after the game,
1: it was like, um, he made a reference to it being like a big brother, like that you just can't, like
0: you just can't yes. find a way to, that's, beat it. that's, that's a great reference, which is a pretty, I yeah. hated one of my big brothers. for that exact
1: <laughs> <reason>. <laughs> What, what, what would your big brother just like beat you in all the time? Like what basketball. Was the thing? it was uh, basketball, it was okay. basketball
0: in our front yard and he would always, you know, cause he was taller than me and such, he would always, you know, uh, uh, mercilessly swat the ball out of the air wow. and dunk on me and Would all you that do
1: this like when you were like when you were really
0: little? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Like like at an age where you were a criminal for doing it. You know, <laughs> I mean you should be locked up for doing that to your younger brother uh. of like eight when you're fifteen. Scott, I'm talking to you. Don't think I'm not, but it's 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 a very apt uh, comparison. Yeah. I had older
1: siblings too. They did the same thing from time to time. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I've been there. That's what happens when you're the big brother. Anyway. That's why I dunk on Jesse. <laughs> I tried to he got he got me yesterday though. but anyway uh yeah bringing in the car interior I have to admit that was uh, that was uh, that was that's pretty it, funny uh, truth
1: be told Derek asked me earlier today what the year of my RAV4 was and I was like I don't possibly it to be want accurate. to know this I wanted
0: it to be accurate to his actual interior. Uh,
1: <laughs> I knew it would be a mistake actually answering that question it always correctly. is. Whenever, so, you, whenever
0: I ask you something mysterious. Uh, yeah,
1: I should have said it was like the brand new 2022, yeah. like with the nice leather and everything. Yeah. That probably wouldn't have changed how you were going to use no, it anyway. No, but. <laughs> no,
0: because nobody wants to be in a RAV4. Uh, Kanye West wrote about it in the song. Meanwhile, Clayton <laughs> Kershaw, dominant against the Diamondbacks, uh, looked like his old self. He didn't have problems. Uh, hitting double-digit strikeouts in six innings. And, you know, again, it's just that same thing of, man, even when Clayton Kershaw uh, isn't very good, he's still very good against the Diamondbacks. And uh, Christian Walker was still also very good, Uh, pretty much one of the lone bright spots against L.A. But uh, the Diamondbacks did not have an RBI by somebody with a hit. Their only RBI was by uh, Geraldo Pordomo who uh, did not actually get a hit uh, with his fielder's choice RBI. So. But he is the risk king. He is the risk so. king, yeah. There's no question about that. He's a known risk king. <laughs> uh, Jordan Luplo, however, not a risk king. Uh, very much not even maybe a right fielder after some of the poorly yeah, played that balls was that we a, saw yesterday. that was a
1: tough play yesterday. Yeah. It, like, was really close to being pretty impressive. I mean, he was, like, running backwards, sure. and he, you know, flings his glove up into the air and happens to make the catch, and then... As he's bringing it down, it just just drops out of his out of his mitt. So um, there's a fine line between making like a really impressive play and and kind of looking like you just screwed up the entire inning. That's (laughs) very
0: true. That's very true. But I think what we've gotten used to very fast is the elite defense from the younger guys out there in the outfield that immediately had me, and I'm sure a lot of you guys screaming about why is he even out there? You know, when it comes to defending, we've seen Varsho make. Some incredible plays out there in right field. We've seen all those guys. Yeah, I mean, if Dalton Varsho is out there, Corbin Carroll's out there, if Jake
1: McCarthy's out there, maybe they probably make that play. So there's something to be said for that.
0: But again, I think like we've also said about Jordan Luplo and his audition for the rest of the season, Diamondbacks just still want to take another look at him. It's, It's like the tale of two different players almost when it comes to Luplo in the minor leagues versus in the majors. It's incredible. How much more effective and 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 productive he is at, at a minor league level. So I understand them, you know, not wanting to give up on him when they send him down, and then he was performing, you yeah, know, a- as he was, but it just didn't carry over uh, to you know his his time here with the Diamondbacks. Now, uh, somebody that was pretty good, pretty good was Luis Frias. He threw two scoreless innings of relief uh, pitching. Not that like there was much on the line at that point, <laughs> no. but. I felt like the Dodgers were still trying their best to tack on and add on to the lead just to make sure that there wasn't a crazy comeback by the Diamondbacks late in the game. Uh, And I I still felt like it was an encouraging outing for him to go out there and throw two scoreless against the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was was some positive to take away from that game. I'm trying, Jesse. (laughs) I'm trying here. All right. I think he... um he had like didn't he? Did he walk a couple of guys? Yeah, and yeah. Had, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He walked. He walked, definitely got himself he walked a two bit of- and had one strikeout, which in two innings is, is a little bit hard for me to be super excited about. But um,
0: he didn't fold.
1: He didn't fold. Right, right. right. He didn't. He didn't there's give up a something run. to be yeah. said
0: about that. Especially there is something to be said, especially for that. against the Dodgers, because he's still a young guy that hasn't had a lot of time at a major league level. So I feel like it's encouraging just to see him be able to kind of get himself into that jam a yeah. bit and work himself out without letting a run or without having to be. Bailed out by another relief right pitcher, right? This
1: stuff. I mean, Luis Frias still has some oh, of the best so, stuff. So good. like yeah. yeah, some of the best stuff in the organization. So it's still I mean, in some ways it's it's like, how does this guy have an ERA over 10? You know, when he's throwing this hard and he has the sweeping slider and everything, but um I guess it's more more so the curveball for him. Um, but yeah, he just hasn't really put it together yet. Yeah. And it's crazy how once you get to the big league level, right, like there's a fine line between, you know, having an ERA of 10 and just sort of, you know, not really being competitive out there a lot of the time and being really effective. And yeah. Luis Frias is one of those guys where it might just be a matter of one or two little adjustments that could that could kind of put him over the top and get him to a place where he is a really effective relief pitcher. And that's what they need him to be next year. Right. Like They need right. young guys to take this next step um, and become, you know, reliable forces in the bullpen next season. I don't know if the Diamondbacks are about to, you know, attack free agency again and bring in and, you know, another couple of 37 or 38 year olds uh, for the back end of the bullpen. I think they've they've gone to this well a few too many times and they're probably going to start looking to their younger guys to uh, to have some of those bigger roles in the bullpen next year if they can
0: prove that they're ready for it. I think the idea there is, is that free stuff kind of can be overpowering to minor league guys that, you know, might swing at a lot of. A a lot of power, you know, because it's coming in. They don't really know what to do with it, right? They've never seen, like, a
1: 97-mile-an-hour fastball with good life like he has, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? So I I think it might be easier at a minor league level, but right now what we're seeing is him working with Brent Strom and being effective at a major league level. And, again, two walks, you know, the hit, it's not great. I'm not trying to go out and say, like, I was blown away by it, but that's why I said it's encouraging because with this guy's stuff – if he can learn how to just make those small adjustments to, you know, again, get ahead in the account, in the count and, yeah. you know, not be so wild, you know, maybe maybe sacrifice some of that velocity to be in the strike zone instead of, you know, we've seen him hit ridiculous uh, velocities like over 100 miles an hour before, yeah. but he wasn't able to get it anywhere close to the strike zone. So, right. you know, got, got a little Rick Vaughn in him, you know, as well as that <laughs> dog, but uh, he can definitely... Uh, I think be coached and what better coach to have him with than Brent Strom. I think that's, that's again, the benefit to having guys like him, Dre Jamison, Ryan Nelson up here right now is that they've, they've been coached up. They have worked with some good coaches within the organization, but now again, they're working with the elite pitching coach and the staff. And that I think couldn't be better for a young players development. Older guys like mad bum are still going to listen to him, but they might, you know, Again, yeah, Mad Bum's adjustments and all the things that they're working with him might be why he's been struggling so much, because he's a bit set in his ways at this it, point. It
1: does, from what we've heard, it sounds like Madison has kind of stuck to what he's been doing and kind of tried to find a way to get that to work. I I From what we've heard in in interviews and whatnot, and granted, you know, they're not going to say everything that's that's going on behind the scenes. But it doesn't sound like he's, you know, been trying to change a whole bunch of stuff and is trying to learn this new way to pitch. It's really been Madison Bumgarner just being like, hey, I used to be really, really good, you know, with a pretty similar arsenal to what I'm using right now.
0: I'm going to try to find a way to get back
1: to the pitcher that I was before. And unfortunately,
0: it hasn't really worked for him so far. So maybe, maybe the adjustments are what's needed. I don't know. But again, yeah. that that again is part of the problem with someone like Madison Bumgarner because it's just that much harder. But young guys, uh, the, the amount of or the impact that someone like Strom can have in their career can be priceless. It really can, you know, yeah. especially if they can learn this stuff at a young age, implement it and have it, you know, make them an effective pitcher out there, help this team win ballgames. Right now, that's. I don't know what they're going to do with the bullpen. It's one of the questions we get on Mailbag Monday every single day. But if they can start developing some of these guys, even maybe some of their potential starters into strong bullpen arms, uh, the future might be, once again, just like with the outfield and everywhere else, it might be within the organization and the farm system with with the younger players.
1: Has has Kevin Ginkle convinced you?
0: Is he, like a, um, is he a guy for next year in your you mind know there? You convinced me he's a guy is Caleb Smith. Okay. I think Caleb Smith okay. has really impressed me. And you know what? I'm going to let Cable Smith be whatever kind of crazy person he wants to be. (laughs) As long as he doesn't hurt himself anymore, he can punch whatever he wants. Let's get that man... uh you know, I don't know, some sort of mixed martial arts membership or something, <laughs> so you can put that stuff to good use. But he's been he's, he has been
1: really good. I mean, incredibly good. we've we've uh seen him used in like a multi inning role recently. there been a couple games where he went like two, two and two thirds innings out of the bullpen and really gave the diamondbacks some length where they needed it. And it's been effective, like since he came back from that uh, from that injury, that unfortunate injury. Um, he really has been effective for this team so. Yeah, I think it's likely that Caleb Smith is back next year. I think Kevin Ginkle, name I just mentioned, probably back next year is a guy, you know, who you at least want to see get an opportunity just yeah. given how big his stuff is back there. So they have some bullpen pieces uh, moving into next year. I I mean, you know, you'd be lying if you if you said that, like, you're excited about Kevin Ginkle, you know, being like your your setup man, or your closer or something at this point. Right. I don't know if he's proven that he's to that level yet, but moving moving in the right direction right they, they've kind of narrowed down into some guys who might be able to contribute next year
0: if you haven't had a chance already to read jesse's wonderful writing he will get you amped for the arizona fall league uh like no one else will uh make sure to check out his latest article on GoPHNX.com. i believe that one's unlocked it is unlocked it is unlocked but uh, i was in a very giving mood when, yeah, I, when he's I wrote just, that sometimes one. he's a nice guy and then yeah. sometimes he wants you to tag 20 friends in order to win a giveaway <laughs> t-shirt you know but uh, check out his piece. If you like what you see, stick around. If you haven't gotten yourself a membership at GoPHNX.com, sign up for an annual membership. You'll get a free T-shirt like this beautiful Seth Cervaiso shirt I'm wearing. These guys on the on the back right here, the one he's wearing. Whatever you want over at ThePHNXLocker.com. Also, uh, if you get yourself a month-to-month membership, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of membership status, you will get access to our members-only discounts over at the ThePHNXLocker. And, of course, our members-only Discord that happens to be the Poppinist Poppinist. Can I say popping pop place? I think we can allow that. Yeah. this place for Arizona Diamondbacks fans to be. So uh, of course we thank you guys for already signing up for those of you that have. Uh, and of course, those of you that are here with us right now, we appreciate you spending your lunch with us. Uh, make sure you sign up or subscribe to the PHN Exports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any, any of our shows go live. And if you're listening to us right now in the audio podcasting app, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Again, also if you're in YouTube. Leave us a thumbs up. Uh, We hope you guys like the new digs. We're very happy in our new home here at PHNX Studios. We thank our friends from Moore Furniture for hooking us up with all of this wonderful, uh, all these wonderful seats, tables, chairs, uh, loungers, the uh, whole entertainment area that I spend most of my time in kicked back uh, with my feet up, which makes it sound like I live a really difficult life uh, is all courtesy (laughs) of, of Moore. And you can have that same wonderful life in your house this football season uh, by checking out F- Moore's Furniture's uh, fall sale over at morefurniture.com. So uh, make sure to do that and uh, get yourself hooked up with all of the uh, football needs. I know Jesse doesn't like it when I talk about football, so I have to I have to quit no. right now. But uh, we did get some update on probables. Right now, Zach Davies is pitching. I have no idea how good he's doing. He could be doing bad, could be doing good. Wasn't uh, a great start. No, it um, wasn't great. Uh, but the we're in, the, are we're in the
1: third inning as we speak right now. For those of you joining us live, uh, Davies is not pitching particularly well. He's allowed four hits and and uh, two walks. And as we speak, the Dodgers have two on and nobody out. So Corbin
0: Carroll stole his first base, though. Let's go, Corbin first big 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 back. base. There Our speedy king. Uh, he great. said on
1: MLB Network yesterday, it was funny that all of the people interviewing him on MLB Network were like, "Why haven't you stolen a base yet?" Like. You're the fastest guy in baseball. Why mm. haven't you stolen in base yet? In his defense, yet? he did get thrown out. He did get thrown out once. That's true. Um, <laughs> Makes you big gunshot. Yeah. But, I mean, he was stealing third, yeah. like, in a situation where he probably shouldn't have gone in the first place. So, I don't know if that's really indicative of, his, like, his base stealing ability. But, um, but yeah, he basically just told them, like, I'll steal it when the time is right.
0: And, when the time is right. And I guess today is when when the time was He's right. He's a very so. patient man. We know that about him. He is. So, he is. Um, we also have Dr. Dre Jamison going in our second game today as part of the doubleheader. Uh, and then the rest of the lineup has been filled out for the series. That includes Madison Bumgarner tomorrow, and uh, it's Valentine's Day in the finale with Zach Gallen being in there. Um, but speaking of Valentine's Day, speaking of the third inning of this game, uh, history is being made today. Uh, Jill Guerin uh, is on the call today for the Arizona Diamondbacks for a few innings, which she Let's be honest. Right now, as we speak. Uh, It's one of the few times where we'll encourage you to go listen to something else uh, while you're watching our show, but (laughs) uh, Jill is the director of broadcasting and media relations for the Visalia Rawhide, and this is actually uh, history because she's the first ever female D-backs broadcaster, so uh, it's incredible. She is really, really good if you've never had a chance to hear her before, and uh, again, it's just uh, something that is long overdue. I have quite a few friends uh, in in broadcasting for baseball. Uh, Melanie Newman with the yeah. Baltimore Orioles is, is a friend of mine, and I've been so proud of you know the strides we've made in a short time to have more female broadcasters be a part of this game. To be honest, I mean, I, I actually know more women that love baseball than I do like guy friends, <laughs> like. Friends in my personal life that love baseball, besides this guy and people that work at this station, is pretty much rock. You know, uh you know, my friend Josh moved to Idaho. He loves he loves baseball and even rock.
1: He j- he's just there for the baseball cards. He's just he there for the baseball cards. He doesn't really care yeah, about the actual game, he's,
0: right? Yeah, he's just he's just there to root for Fernando Tatis Jr. But uh yeah, I mean, a lot. I I I I'd say it's long overdue, and it's very cool to see for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, Jill is Jill is great. Um, I
1: I had Jill on on my show a few years back, and. Um, Just getting to hear her story and everything was was really, really, really cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is it's kind of sad, right? Like it's a little three inning sneak peek That's right what I said, like, yeah it, it she should be feels, on the whole game yeah it's, it's like a doubleheader
0: let's just get her on the whole yeah whole
1: game. it feels like maybe they could have gone a step further here and and maybe given her the whole game or something um i know chris carrie's and, and tom candy are, are i guess they're with her right now as as they broadcast this game but um but yeah she's super talented and um couldn't be more excited to have uh, have her in the d-backs broadcast booth as the first ever woman broadcaster Couldn't really think of a better person to to fill that role. So best of luck to Jill as we speak as she's broadcasting this game. We definitely want to go
0: back and listen to that for sure. But uh, I'll tell you, I'm sure Tori is a fan of hers. But we also know that Tori is a huge fan of Jason Bateman. Uh, After yesterday, Tori Lavola was quoted as saying, I'm a huge Ozark fan, big, big fan of his. So I'm trying to get his attention to figure out how I can ask him to be my friend. Uh, Jesse. I have and, no uh, idea who Jason Bateman is. So oh my I'll just, God. I'll just right go right ahead and say I'm that sorry. now. I didn't even think about that as a popular. Oh. <laughs>
1: How did you not think about I don't that know. as a I don't possibility? Know.
0: <laughs> I'm a fool. I'm a fool. It's like I don't even know you. But. Ozark is a TV it's a, show? It's a Netflix show. Yes. Okay. It's a Netflix okay. show. But uh, I guess what I will say is. Uh, I don't know. Is this unprofessional? Is it unprofessional for a baseball manager (laughs) to go out there and admit that he is uh, just a big fan of somebody that's at the ballpark? You know, like a professional who's there, who's working and he is trying to do his job. But there's just somebody visiting that day that is making him, uh, you know, maybe do something like take pictures that he wouldn't take or. I don't get the point that you're trying to make here. But my point is, is that, you know, maybe Tori should uh, oh, he should be more tactful, he should you be know, more professional, more calm, cool, and collected, me out there quoting about how much I want to meet these people or begging them for a picture or anything like that. You know, it's not like at all. I'm going to take this information and like brag about it to my friends or put it on social media or do something ridiculous, <laughs> like make it into my profile. Jacob, I don't like what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to make a point
1: for those what? on the audio side jacob's just been putting up pictures of of derek with celebrities like while he was at work
0: <laughs> <sighs> i feel exposed be more humble derek uh whatever look i look i'm gonna shoot my shot and i'm glad Tori did too Tori, i hope you meet jason bateman i hope when you're you when you're in LA, I hope you guys become friends when you're in l.a i feel like
1: like there's just you know and you just run into celebrities and stuff at, at LA. Especially if you if you fly into the Burbank airport. Sure. Apparently, like the Burbank Airport is really big for seeing celebrities, which of course I've flown there multiple times and have seen none, probably not because there weren't any, but because I just had no idea. You who wouldn't have who these recognized them they were, were sitting
0: next to you on the plane. Yeah, actually.
1: yeah, what oh, absolutely. I just was completely uh, oblivious. By the, but,
0: by, by the way, uh, Burbank, we shouldn't be giving this information away, but it's it's a top 10 airport to fly into. Don't really? Ever fly into. Really? Oh, it's so well, old it's school. So much, it's it's, so, so, much LAX, it's yeah, so much better than LAX, but yeah, it
1: is like the most old school. Like, it feels like you're you're in a time machine back you in the to 70s. You have your
0: luggage outside. It's wild. Yeah, it is pretty weird. But yeah, I do hope that Tori becomes best friends with Jason Bateman. You know what they're not going to do is go to Salad and Go. I know that for a fact. <laughs> um, but who would you, – you say you wouldn't even Well, they can't. They're in L.A. They're, they're in don't L.A. Have them. Oh, God. It's yes. a local uh, food chain, like, Derek. Uh, Jason Bateman doesn't have a private jet to fly out here. Uh, what, who is there anybody that would make you react like this?
1: Yeah, I mean, so, like, for me, I mean, they're, they're not going to be, like, actors, right? I mean, you all know me at this point. I, I wouldn't know, like, the most famous actor in the world if he came up and said hi to me. No actors. Um,
0: it's just going to be, like, athletes, isn't it? No,
1: it's going to be, like, like Jeff Passan. Like, if I saw Jeff oh Passan God, walking around on the field nerd. at Chase Field, oh, man, I would be, I would absolutely take a We're, picture with Jeff we, Passan.
0: We are very good friends with Bob Nightingale. Is that not
1: enough for you? Bob Nightingale is great, too. But, oh, like, Bob's I mean, Bob Ni- Bob Nightingale is, is there all the time, you yeah. know? And Jeff Passan, someone that I I've interviewed before. I interviewed Jeff Passan back when he was at Yahoo Sports. I like to think I I sort of knew him before he no, like you, you know before he know made it big before. time. Even though when, when he was at Yahoo Sports, like he was sort of their main baseball guy, oh. so he was still pretty big then too. Um, but anyway, I love I love Jeff Passan. If I if I saw him, I would probably go a little crazy. The other guy is uh, Joe Davis, the uh, Dodgers broadcaster, um, who I have to admit I think is one of the best broadcasters in all of sports. Um, and he's also like, he's sort of made it big time now as, as like Fox's main broadcaster for, um, you know, for like the playoffs and the all-star game and all that stuff. Um, and I these think these are he people does a, you would
0: openly tell other people that you're trying to pursue them to make them your friend.
1: I mean, yeah, like sort of like if I was friends with Joe Davis, I mean, that would be, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs>
0: I promise you it wouldn't be. I promise you, there'd be such a small percentage of people you meet that would find that cool.
1: Yeah, uh, but I mean, I don't
0: care what other people think. I Derek. know you don't. That's why you fascinate <laughs> me because you really don't. And who I care who would you so much? Who, I who care are, about what everybody thinks so much.
1: Who are you trying to befriend I, like, the, at a baseball game? I might think, be in the stands. Okay,
0: here's where I'll get a little bit snobby. Is like it's weird. Ever since I've been co- covering sports and such, like I don't really get. I'm not, like, that big of a fanboy over people anymore, you know? Like, it's like I used to be a big sport, like, I, athletes by I some. Yeah, okay, fine. That, that, <laughs> pro wrestlers, yeah, of course. That's Come on, it's Daniel Bryan. And that's Katie Nolan. Katie Nolan's a wonderful human being. She Katie called Nolan me her friend. Katie Nolan cool. is And that is Rosario Dawson. And our cheeks are touching Jacob. There is nothing to be ashamed of there. <laughs> um, but I will say, like, uh, Steve Martin is somebody who okay. – uh, I've been watching uh, Only Murders in the Building, and I've really enjoyed that. But I've always, always, always loved Steve Martin ever since I was a kid. I mean, watching him with uh, from the arrow in the head and, and his bits on Saturday Night Live to, like, every movie he's ever been in. Cheaper he, by the dozen. Cheaper by the dozen. There you go. Uh, I think of parenthood, but that just shows my age, of course. I will say that uh, Steve Martin is somebody that, like, I would have a hard time if he was at the ballpark uh, not going down and meeting him and uh, again like there's not a lot of people who i would like openly say screw it i don't really care uh about how other people think of this when else am i going to get a chance to meet steve martin it's you just know? so
1: different at chase field though like steve martin probably not going to show up at a diamondbacks game probably realistically. not
0: realistically unless could like maybe show up if he is a baseball player or something yeah, yeah
1: yeah unless something like that is happening sure. i don't know like what's who is the most famous celebrity that you've ever seen at Chase Field? You've spent a lot of time there. You've probably seen like just about everyone that they've had there in the last decade. I don't know. Like, I guess Michael Phelps. I think Michael Phelps has yeah. been there because he's yeah, yeah, a local yeah. guy.
0: Um, yeah. I, I think that would probably That's be it. probably but it. that's not even that big of a deal because of how much time he spends no. here and going to ASU games and stuff like that. So, right. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean... To Me, like Vin Scully is like the most famous person I've ever seen. That is Chase also, Field. I would also you say know? that if
1: yeah, if Vin Scully were at Chase Field, um, that would be that would have been something I would have yeah. loved to, love to have gotten to it's, talk uh, to him and meet him. Yeah, but it, was
0: a, it was always a special day when he was around, it really, yeah. was.
1: it really was. He would, like, he would talk to you guys, right? Like, he would Dude, just walk I around, mean, totally to the,
0: like, he would eat lunch, eat dinner in the Eat press dinner there. with yeah. everyone. Uh and I mean people were respectful, you know, but you could tell there was a lot of people that like <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> and like scully. they want to go meet him or at least say hi, but they're yeah. looking they're looking to not go up there when someone else is also up there saying hi to him, so it's like He this,
1: just has like a constant line just of this, people. Yeah, there's <laughs>
0: this like weird hovering around him. Um <laughs> but it was he, he was so gracious and he was so nice to everybody and I met him twice and I mean he was just uh, an incredible person. And like, yeah, I would say to me that that was probably it. Like at least in my time as a broadcaster, just based on, uh, everybody's reaction to him. But, um, again, thank you guys, uh, for taking Jesse's side and this whole salad and go debate because I don't think <laughs> I'll ever, uh, and thank you, Jacob for throwing those pictures up. Um, you jerk. But uh, I do want to tell you guys about our friends at OGs, by the way. They're launching a brand new edible that uh, has a bunch of Z's on the end because it is their sleep formula to help you get the best night's sleep. So make sure to check out OGs on their website at uh, OGsBrands.com or on Instagram at OGsBrands to get more information about that. Uh, But we have some free stuff for you as well. Uh, Enter the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes over at GoPHNX.com and one lucky winner will win yourself three bags of OGs gummies, including my favorite orange creamsicle, uh, an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Uh, No, open shirt Derek does not come with the price. Uh, sign up at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. Uh, and again, make sure to check out our friends OGs online. Check out that new, I know a lot of people uh, use edibles for for getting a good night's rest. And it's, it's a very particular formula that's going to give you the best night's rest you've possibly ever had. So uh, make sure to check that out. We're very excited about them releasing that. We're also very excited about ASU firing Herm Edwards. Uh, now we're going to celebrate come out to Four Peaks Tailgate this Saturday uh, to will this team on. Uh, they need a win more than ever. $50 gets you access to an all-you-can-eat buffet, two Four Peaks beers, and a free ride to the stadium. Plus, our PHNX Sun Devils guys will be there playing Cornhole, Jenga, and Connect Four. I'm going to tell you right now, do not challenge Sean DePauze in any games. And I'm not trying to give him credit. He's He's a frustrating person to play. In sporting events, uh, he's a bragger. He's a bad winner, uh, and he probably will. What have you, what beat have you, you. played, Sean? DePazin? Oh, I went to him. He ruined. He ruined a trip to Dave and Buster's for me. Just absolutely oh. ruined. I came in second all day long. That, that figures. Um, so j- that's just a heads up. That's a pro tip. But do come down and challenge Shane because he's always. Uh, a little beatable. But uh, check the link in our show notes to sign up. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. And also same thing with our friends at OGs. Make sure to be 21 or years or older to purchase those as well. And make sure you enjoy all of that stuff. All of it. But uh, yesterday we talked about the Reno Aces clinching uh, their division. Uh, and honestly, it's been kind of a fascinating. Team This year, especially considering the way that these players have moved on from the aces come up to the Arizona Diamondbacks and have uh, become honestly so effective that they they there hasn't been a lot of guys being sent back down to replenish uh, the aces lineup. (laughs) But uh, compared to opening day, they've actually had quite the turnover. So it's been impressive that this team has continued to win uh, with this ever changing lineup that they've had.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's I can't even really imagine what it's like to be like a manager of a triple A baseball team because your roster is just changing all the time. Right. Right. And you're constantly like, you know, the major league team will call up somebody and use them and then send them back to you. And they're like super gassed and they don't have anything left in the tank anymore. Um and then also, like, it's a good thing when your players get called up, right? Like yeah, like yeah that's what you want. It essentially. is, I, it is ideal when players leave your baseball team, which uh, must make it a real headache to like put a put together a lineup card every day. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you think back to where the the Aces started out this year, I mean, Ryan Nelson was their opening day starter. Of course, he's um, with the big league club now um alec thomas was uh with AAA to start the season stone garrett was with triple a uh for the vast majority of the year before getting called up last month um so yeah it's just been uh, a lot of guys that were big contributors for them early on are now contributing on the diamondbacks and we were joking about it um the other day about how it was basically like the reno aces who single-handedly beat the san diego (laughs) padres in one day like it was all Uh, I think it was Ryan Nelson, um, you know, throwing seven scoreless innings in that game. Um, And then Stone Garrett and Alec Thomas, I think did most of the damage offensively. So you've seen how good some of those guys who started the year in AAA uh, have been so far at the big league level.
0: And not only that, but like, uh, again, for the success that we've seen from these guys come up and contribute to this team, it's exciting to see the next wave playing for this Reno Aces team. A lot of the guys right now, I mean, there, there are several guys that were actually slated to be called up this season that haven't been yet. And to be honest, I don't even know where some of those guys are going to play, right? Yeah, like the, the Dominics. Zon. Yeah, the Dominics. <laughs> and yeah, there's several guys that it's kind of uh, a little bit of a head-scratcher as to where they're going to fit in. And obviously, that's that's where the offseason moves. could We could see some of the younger guys – uh, hopefully not any of the core that we've kind of grown to love. Uh, some of the younger guys may be moved for relief pitching help or at least pitching prospects that the diamondbacks still seem to be a bit short on, but Brandon fought has become the aces ace. And I know that he's a guy that a lot of people are excited about. Uh, I know he's a guy. A lot of people want to see up here, but will probably stay down in the minor leagues for the remainder of the season yeah. and uh, is a good call up candidate next year. So it's good. It's It's going to be exciting to see this team continue to evolve, even if the rest of this season doesn't end up being very exciting. You know, we got way (laughs) too many games against the Dodgers still to be (laughs) excited about anything. But uh, remember, uh, we don't have much season left. So make sure to not only uh, keep an eye on what the Reno Aces are doing, but come on out this weekend uh, to the Arizona Diamondbacks game. We're going to be doing a special meetup through our friends at Game Time. For this Friday's game. So keep an eye on that right now. Uh, you can get tickets for $14. We found out over at GameTime. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the GameTime app. Make sure to do so. It's the hottest new ticketing site. That makes it easier than ever to score the best deals. On tickets to sports, concerts and shows. You save up to 60% on tickets. When you buy tickets last minute. It's great for all of us procrastinators out there. And let's all get together this Friday. Uh, and have a D-backs PHNX meetup. Me and Jesse will be out there. Uh, I will drag this guy out of the press box and make him sit with us. <laughs> I'm going to drag game. you to the game. <laughs> That's Yeah, that too. I mean, I've, I've lost a little steam here at the end of the season. <laughs> but uh, if you love PHNX, you'll love game time. And we'll definitely get some more information out to you guys about that meetup event. But come watch baseball with us. It's the last uh, last series of the year here against the Giants at Chase Field. So uh, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description, make sure to do so. And again, if you have any questions, make sure to hit up Jesse or I on Twitter, hit up our account, and we would absolutely love to answer any questions you have about the GameTime app. Uh, but more importantly, the whole reason I'm excited to be here today isn't to talk about salad and go with this guy. Or isn't to talk about RAV4 interiors. It's to talk about the fact that I won $1,000 last night. I won 1000 American dollars last night on our favorite app, the Underdog Fantasy Op. Let me tell you, uh, it was as easy as picking Five over unders on pitch counts. That's all I needed to do. No game <laughs> That's results. That's wild. To no, me. if anybody's gonna hit, like, here's the thing: you look on there and you understand why, right? You got to do your research. I was looking into some of the pitchers why their yeah. pitch counts were so low. Some of them haven't surpassed 75 pitches for the entire season, for instance. So, right. you know, when they set it at 78, they're saying like, "Oh, is this guy gonna go for his longest outing of the year against?" what could be a pretty good offense. These are the things like you go to Las Vegas. Those are games of chance folks. When you go to the underdog fantasy app, these this is where you use your brain and your experience as a baseball fan to win you some money. And what better way to do it? Like the best hitter can go for in a night. Right. We all know that. But you can I think you all have a good gauge on pitch counts. And it's just <laughs> one of the things you can bet higher or lower on on the underdog fantasy app. You go in there and pick between two and five players. And the more legs you add, the more money you win, the more pickems you add, the more entries that you get on there. If you get all your picks right. You can win up to 20 times your money like I did. It was a $50 bet. I won. Did you hear me? I won $1,000. I'm I'm gonna keep saying it because it's, I keep texting. I keep sending <laughs> it to my brother and stuff just to you know really rub it in. Uh, but you can search in the app store, click in our link below to download the Underdog Fantasy app, or sign up using that uh, that beautiful. It's a beautiful QR that code. Beautiful QR code right there. So make sure to do that. Uh, use our promo code of PHNX and Underdog will double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. They did it instantly for me. I was on the ropes. I lost, I lost some pick I wasn't doing good, Jesse. I was down to my last $50, and there I was, staring down Merrill Kelly and Clayton Kershaw as the two last pitchers I needed to hit their particular amounts. Clayton Kershaw's pitch count was 84 and a half, uh, or 85 and a half, and I believe Merrill Kelly's was 94 and a half. I Oh, Meryl Kelly! Meryl <laughs> Kelly was close. He was, was close, close. Uh, but luckily, I'm a thousand dollar richer thanks to the underdog fantasy. What app. are you? What are you going to do with your winnings? Derek? I don't you know. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I was. I was thinking about uh, taking my daughter to the Hollywood Bowl because her favorite movie is Encanto, wow. okay. and they are having the cast from Encanto sing the songs from the movie with like an orchestra and a chorus. And, uh, I've done this for the, for Danny Elfman for nightmare before Christmas. And it's one of the uh, most enjoyable shows I've ever gone to. It was during that Halloween. Super cool. Yeah. So I might do that. I might splurge and spoil my daughter because, uh, of course, there you, go. you know, there's no, there, there, we don't have a lot of time left folks. Remember what I said, uh, all the time, Southwest bias. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. So make sure you enjoy yourselves and, uh, you know, These apps can help you win a little money and help you enjoy yourself even more. And the apps are fun. I had a blast last night watching pitch counts. You have no idea the agony (laughs) I was in when I was watching Corbin Burns on the mound, (laughs) pitching 100 pitches, and I had him at 100.5, the under, and then I see that beautiful phrase come up on MLB.com mound visit and i was like <laughs> let's go well, anyway you can have that kind of fun over at underdog fantasy uh, but that's all i got we thank you guys so much for being here today can Joined i can, I get, can no. I get one more thing in no one
1: more thing in real quick don't so i'm more. i'm that's looking awesome. i'm looking at no it's not, <laughs> <laughs> not i could though all right. <laughs> i absolutely could um but no i'm looking at the the aces opening day roster like we were the opening day like lineup and and the box score for that game Um, And I can't help but notice that Kyle Nelson threw a scoreless inning for the Reno Aces on opening day because I'd forgotten Kyle Nelson lost out in spring training on a job to the one and only Oliver Perez who is DFA'd like like a week or two into the season because things were not going well for him. Um, But anyway, it's just, it's crazy how things can change, right? I mean, Kyle Nelson opened the year in the minor leagues. um, And although he struggled with injuries down the stretch, he's been one of the team's most reliable relievers throughout most of the season. Whereas Oliver Perez, unfortunately... Um, you know, at the ripe old age of 40 was trying to make things work here for another big league season uh, that didn't quite work out. And and Kyle Nelson uh, wound up having a really, really good season for the
0: D-backs. Well, we thank you guys again so much for joining us. In the meantime, you can check us out on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy is at Jesse N. free. You won't stop yelling at people. DraftKings read. Derek, Derek, <laughs> I did not do a DraftKings read. Uh, I did not have a DraftKings read in today's. Reads. Look at that. So, <laughs> look at that. So, you know what? I know what I'm doing, Jacob. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Uh, get on him. He's at Jacob Franklin 4. Yeah, you can do that. I'm not at that, but you can do that.
1: Oh, no. Oh, okay. So, what, he doesn't. There's an underscore in there. Underscore. There? Yeah, there
0: is an underscore in there. there. Underscore. Jacob Franklin underscore 4. I don't know. Jacob underscore him, Franklin though, 4. And shame him for trying to correct me on the show. But uh, We thank you guys again so much for joining us on behalf of Jesse, Faj, and myself. We appreciate your time. And as always, remember, kids, Baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you win $1,000 guessing pitch counts.